0: Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Capler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace.
1: Here we are again, it's Growing in Grace. I'm Joel and Mike Kapler is with me. And thanks for joining us for another podcast edition of Growing in Grace. Mr. Mike Kapler, how's
0: things going with you? Hey, Joel. uh, Good to be doing Growing in Grace once again, our weekly podcast. And welcome aboard those of you who may be listening for the very first time. Somehow you found us, and uh, we appreciate that. And if you want to drop us a line, uh, that would also be appreciated. It's nice to know who's out there listening. We've heard from people all over the world and we'd like to hear from you, too, if you have the time just to say hi. Let us know you're out there.
1: Yeah, here's, um, just real quick, here's a message I just got a couple days ago, Cap, and I haven't uh, sent it to you yet, but, um, you know, somebody says, I really appreciate your message about grace. It is reaching people that will never be reached through the church, and then he talks about how it's something else that went on in his life, but, um, well actually what he went on to say was that he had <laughs> he had come across somebody holding up a sign, Jesus is coming soon. Are you ready? And then this man uh was trying to offer him a free copy of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and he says, I politely turned him down. <laughs> um yeah. he's, he's, I don't, I'm I'm sure I I sure don't know what he was trying to say, but if I was a lost person I would be without hope if following the commandments were all I had to go on. I think that is typical of the Church today. Uh, thanks for all you are doing. So that's just one uh, message we've gotten recently. And, you know, that's isn't that the truth? I mean, if, it, if you know, the Ten Commandments, I mean, I think a lot of people in the Church are thinking that that's what life in Christ is all about. You know, trying to follow—trying to earn righteousness and, and maintain righteousness— by following the Ten Commandments, or at least some sort of rules and laws, whether it's man-made church rules or whether it's things that they see in the Bible that they think they're supposed to be following every day, uh, but they they so miss out when, when it... Um when the focus is on that type of thing, rather than uh, like what we were talking about last week, what Christ has already done—the finished work of Jesus Christ—and the fact that we are already walking in that, rather than you know trying to get into it or trying to maintain it somehow through what we do. And so, you know, I appreciate comments like that. You know, when people are out there listening and they understand that uh, the kingdom of God and you know the whole grace podcast that we're doing here—the Growing in Grace podcast—is about helping people to understand what's already been done through the finished work of Christ.
0: Yeah, through the finished work of who? Of Jesus Christ. Because the system which the Jewish people were under in that old covenant that was handed down uh, by God to Moses and agreed upon by the Israelites to abide by it, uh, that, that old covenant was, was one of works. They, they related to God through works, trying to do what was right, trying to avoid what was wrong, And always getting caught in their own snare. And, um, you know, no matter how hard you try, that's the way it's going to be, whether you're Jew, Gentile, and regardless of whether you lived back then or whether you're living now. If if that's the basis and the foundation uh, of you trying to be right before God, then we're all in big trouble. And there's a lot of people who are walking around wondering where they stand with God today. A lot of believers, I'm talking about. People who have you know, confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And, and you know, in, in their heart, they, they certainly believe in Him. But unfortunately, they've been handed down uh, some teaching about a mixture of Old Covenant law. And, and New Covenant grace. And these do not taste very well together. This isn't like a <laughs> peanut butter cup. I mean, <laughs> some, you, know, you can eat peanut butter by itself, you can eat chocolate by itself, and I think they're really good together, Joel. That's one of my favorite combinations. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you just can't do that with the, with the Old Covenant commandments and laws that weren't meant for us as Gentiles to begin with. They're not meant for Jewish people today either. Um, Jesus is what's meant for us. So we, we've gone from a, a system of works to a system of faith. And even that, faith, is a gift from God. There's nothing that you're going to do to increase it. All right? You, you might, we were talking this morning, Joel, with a group of people that uh, there are those who are weaker in faith that Paul referred to, and that's not to diminish them as believers or to uh, lift up somebody else who may not be as weak in faith. Weakened faith, as, as in the context that Paul was referring to it, is simply people who still trust in the external, in, in 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 trying to establish righteousness through what they do. And so when that happens, it's usually not a good thing. So we trust in faith, and faith is simply uh, trusting in what Jesus Christ did. You mentioned it a minute ago, Joel, the, the finished work of Jesus Christ, not us trying to finish the work for Him.
1: Right, and that's exactly the thing, because you mentioned something, you know, people do believe in Him, but, and then they add this this whole notion that there's something that they have to do, and I think that's where a lot of people are missing it. A lot of people are, are falling short of understanding what they already have, and so since they don't realize, since they think, okay, yes, I believe in Jesus, I believe He died for me, uh, but then they try to add something to it, what they're missing out on is the fact that what was accomplished through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that we, by faith, like you were talking about, we received everything that was accomplished through the finished work of Christ, and so many people then are left seeking after that which they've already received. They might not realize That through their faith in Jesus Christ, they received what he accomplished through his own work. So again, I mean, that's what we need to differentiate from. His work. His finished work. All that we did was, was believe what he did, and we received every single thing that he accomplished for us on the cross. And so instead of trying to become righteous through what we do, instead of trying to figure out how we're ever going to get into God's presence, or how we're going to get into the kingdom of God, or whatever. You know, people are seeking after these things in the sense that they're trying to obtain things that they already have. And so that's what we're trying to get across here, is that it's, it's already been accomplished through Jesus Christ. We've already received it, and now let's walk in it, instead of uh, trying to uh, obtain it some more.
0: Yeah, and what you were just talking about there with people seeking things that have already been given to us by God's grace. Let's go back to the Sermon on the Mount, Joel. Um, The Sermon on the Mount, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's back in the book of Matthew. And and it goes through several chapters where you know Jesus was really kind of just starting his ministry, so to speak, when he was a man here on the earth and uh there, so there's this long sermon and and the way it's interpreted quite often is that people people believe that Jesus somehow was uh, putting forth this new teaching to enter into this new covenant that would be coming soon and and really this this is not the case uh, under this 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 thing called the sermon on the mount in in the book of Matthew and I'm trying to think of where this starts Joel I think it's back in Matthew I want to say five, but it might be before that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah, Yeah. okay. So it starts in Matthew 5, basically goes through Matthew 7. So we've got three chapters of this Sermon on the Mount. And what Jesus is communicating is a message to the people who were under the law of Moses. These were the Jewish people. And so what he was speaking here was directed toward them, not to you and me so much as New Covenant believers. The new covenant had not gone into effect yet, keep that in mind, it, it, that occurred at the time of or shortly after Jesus' death. Um, and so Jesus was, as the Bible tells us, he, he was a, a prophet or a minister of the old covenant, he was born of a woman, born under the law, and he ministered to people under that law. And he would often use the law and the commandments to help people understand that they were going to need more than that to attain to God's righteousness. And there's a place where he's, he's speaking here in, in Matthew chapter 6, and it's probably, uh, I don't know if this is a top ten or not, Joel, but it's probably one of the more popular verses that people are going to hear out of the Bible, and it is this. seek. Uh, it, it ranks right up there with Jesus wept. <laughs> I mean, it's a very popular verse. Uh, so, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So I, I should probably say that a few verses before that he was talking about, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. These things the Gentiles seek. Uh, your heavenly Father knows you need these things. But seek ye first, or seek first, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. What comes to mind when you hear that verse?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, for... I'll, long time in my life, I've thought that, well, Jesus is telling us, to, uh, well, what I thought years ago when I would hear that, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, I thought, man, that means I got to get to work, you know, with, with my own righteousness, um, thinking that if I would do works of righteousness, that was <laughs> that was equivalent somehow to uh, seeking God, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Of course, as we've talked about a lot of times on this program, what the gospel is, it's a revelation of God's righteousness as opposed to our righteousness, and it's God's righteousness that's been given to us as a gift, something that we have in Christ, again, received as a free gift. It's not something that we can somehow attain through what we do. And so the interesting thing here, Cap, as you and I were talking about this... um seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Well, now that we're in Christ, the kingdom of God is something that we have inherited. It's something that we are in. His righteousness is something that's already been given to us. And so, I'm left with the question, <laughs> and this might you know, blow some people's minds. I don't know. You know it depends on where people are coming from, but Is that something that we still are to do today? Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Or is it something that's already been given?
0: Well, and therein lies the question. Because let's back up here real quick. How much time we got? A couple minutes? A couple minutes left. All right. Trying to run through this real quick. If we have to, we'll pick back up next week. But Jesus started out the sermon by saying, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Then he went on to say that for you to enter into uh, God's kingdom, your righteousness will have to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees and the scribes. And that was a very difficult thing for people to understand because they assumed that that was about as high as you could go. The way that the Pharisees and scribes tried to live out the law, you know, nobody wanted to touch that. So, How could their righteousness possibly exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees? Well, don't get confused with our righteousness and and God's righteousness. Mm -hmm. Because where Jesus said, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, they shall be filled. We don't hunger and thirst for righteousness anymore today because we have it. And you might be thinking, well, I I would just want more. Well, you've got all you're going to get. It's God's righteousness in you. And it's important to keep that in mind because later on, long after this sermon, Jesus said, those who come to me uh, shall never hunger, and they shall never thirst. And so some things to keep in mind here. But going back to uh, John six thirty three, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This isn't about just trying to go out and do all the right things by trying to live a holy life and do religious stuff. And his righteousness, again, we're under the new covenant now. We're on the other side of the cross, and his righteousness has already been given to us as a gift, but it wasn't at that time.